come once again to the Forgetting Podcast. It's the best kind of podcast. <laughs> Susie knows the words now. I thought I'd mix it up, but I was like, no. Stick with the classics. Hi, people. How are you? This is Sarah, and I'm here with Susie, who's busy laughing. I can't take it. It gets better every time. You crack me up. Ah, uh, you know. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's like a two-for-one. You get an, our theme music to <laughs> kick us off, and then you, know, you get me. What people might in. not know about you what? is that you're like this all the time. Like, this people true. might think that you're putting on, like, a like an act or that, you know, you're not this positive or whatever. It is like this all the damn time. We just went to the aquarium on a little (laughs) brain candy field trip. Yep. And we were with two children who were four years old. Mm -hmm. And a third. And That was 31 year old. (laughs) Yes, who's 31. And Mm -hmm. uh, I had to remind myself towards the end of the day after we'd been at the aquarium for a while and the moms were like, Okay, kids, I think it's time to go have lunch. And I was like, no, wait, can we see one more thing? I have to see the leafy sea dragons. And I'm like, wait, Sarah, you're an adult. And also you can come back on your own. And there are children with you who probably need to be fed. Uh, Sarah was real into it. Yeah. That place was cool. It is really cool. If you haven't checked it out, the uh, Aquarium of the Pacific is awesome. You know what's funny? This is kind of a good place to start for the show because we're kind of talking about different different... Well, well, I don't want to say, but uh, during our visit to the aquarium, Mm -hmm. we went outside into the bird sanctuary and we caught some birds doing it. Oh, yeah, we did. And you got some video with Mariana of this action that was happening. And I was driving around later and thinking about it. As you do. And and um, I had never seen birds mating before. Right. And I, and I ref- remembered the phrase, the birds and the bees. And I thought, wait, why is the birds and the bees the phrase? Right. Why is their mating ritual so, like, emblematic mm. of the act that they are the namesakes of getting Because you think it would be like the bunnies and the... Something well, like people rabbit, do we, say, we say that make or fuck like rabbits. <laughs> you there? That's what they say, Sis. <laughs> right, and that I get because mm-hmm. they do it so frequently and have so many babies. So what'd you come up with? I am asking you. Like number one, I definitely don't know what's going on with bees. Well, I think I have the answer. <laughs> okay, that's why I'm asking. In the past two weeks, I have seen four different sets of birds. Doing it. Good lord. It's like... Oh, they do it a lot? It's like... What is that called? You porn... What's like the YouTube of porn? Is there something like that? Porn tube? Porn? Red tube? <laughs> there's... I think that is it. Right. Yeah, there's that. It's like that in my backyard right now. Because I live where there are a bunch of birds and they are just doing it. That is really I've funny. I've seen multiple sets of birds banging in the past two weeks. And also... Bees. Wait a second. I saw two bees and it looked like they were doing it. They were on top of each other. Do bees have regular sex or do they pollinate something? No, I think they do it. That's why they call it birds and the bees, because I think. Because I, I, I mean, I, they could have just been do like. They pollinate something. Like giving the other guy a piggyback ride. 
but it could have been sex. I don't know how. I don't know. I have to look up B sex. I can't I believe I'm typing so this. Sure, that it was a piggyback ride, and she's actually wondering. Oh, they do look. They do do it like that. It's exactly how I thought. So they are doing they, it they doggy do it. style. Yeah. Does anyone besides? This is a dumb question. No, it's a really good question, and the answer is no. I know what you're going to say. Okay, so every animal does it doggy style. They don't, but... Except humans can do it other ways. Technically, it's bee style. Why don't they call it animal style? style? Oh, my God. That's what they should call it. That is what they should call it. And then and then in and out would have to change uh, their secret menu. I was just thinking about that. You can't have secret sauce. Oh, and you're referring to animal style being sex. It's a totally different kind of sauce. Yeah, why are we calling it doggy style? I don't know. Now, I know this is real curious. Now I have to look up animals that mate face to face. <laughs> Stop looking things up. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, whales, dolphins, and sea otters all mate belly to belly. Chimps and orangutans normally mate belly to back, but it's possible that they... Belly to back? How belly does that even back. work? Belly that's doggy. No, that's doggy style. Yeah. Yeah. Who are they getting calling yeah. something Yeah, so else? it's really the bonobos have an, have occasionally been seen to face do face to face. But <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Wow. Did you say whales do belly to belly? That's what it says. I mean, some whale are they going vertical or is some whale Ooh. upside down for this act of love? I think they're vertical <laughs> vertical. I think you're right. Yeah. (laughs) So gross. Look. Interesting. Somebody needs to sit me down and have a birds and the bees talk, but like literally. About birds and bees. (laughs) That's what I want. I want a birds and the bees talk about birds and bees. You know, I was really impressed with the moves. I was not. Because this is the weird thing. It looks like, like. It's the same what motion as, like, they all have, like, a weird, there's, like, a Thrust. jerk. Like, yes! And I'm like, ew, I don't know why it grosses me out so much. It just feels like they're just, just... Isn't it uh, weird how certain animals have genitalia that is out? Like, mm-hmm. in in the case of the... The bir- birds, I mean, those penises are inside, inside. right? And then they pop out at the they right do. time. Yeah. Right? Most of them do. Well, hmm. Well, humans. Most of and them then... are growers, not showers. <laughs> the point is, I got to see birds doing it, and I am not happy because I felt that it was too violent. Hmm. They should be have a it little was. more romance. Afterwards, one other bird came and knocked both of them off of the freaking tree, and it looked like one was with another guy's girl. Oh, I thought you were saying homosexual. No, it looked like some bird jealousy. Right. Maybe they're Eskimo brothers. Mm-hmm. Why is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> a phrase. And nobody's, like, saying we should call it Inuit brothers or... First Nations. Is, is Eskimo considered um, I think poor so. taste? I think so. It's I don't like know. Calling... You have to ask an Inuit or somebody. And I think Eskimo. I That's don't know. never going to catch on. I Inuit. Don't know. I thought they Inuit? were. Is Eskimo? I thought that was from word? different um, regions or something. 
Maybe. I would imagine that that would be it. Of, of original people. Mm. Aboriginal people. I mean, I'm not the only person who's Googled it, though. It says there are at least two types of Eskimo, Inuit and... And brother. <laughs> <laughs> you pick. Or you pick. Y-U-P-I-K. Okay, so Inuit is a type of Eskimo. Yes. And we're not... We are allowed It says, to according say to Wikipedia, the term is offensive in Canada and Greenland, but not elsewhere. What? Of all the groups, Canadians are so laid back. I know. What are they worked up about? I don't know. Well, look up Eskimo Brothers. Okay. And find out where that... Okay. Origin of... <laughs> Do you guys remember on The Bachelor when two of them were Eskimo Brothers and they would like high five about it? That's but gross. I don't even think they were Eskimo Brothers about anybody on the show. Oh, this is really annoying that when I look it up, it says... Popularized by the FX show The League, the term Eskimo, Eskimo Brothers is a slightly misogynistic term. So, slightly? Yeah. We don't need that. Just You could just skip the... <laughs> right, like there's a range. Right. It's not like... What form of speech is that? Ike Turner misogynist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is usually considered offensive, and at very least is a little off taste. Well, what the hell does it mean? I mean, I know what it means, but why do we call it that? It if says, you don't know what Eskimo Brothers is, it's a term oh used God. by two men who have banged the same woman or man. Banged oh the same my, person. It says that a Google, like, engram, I don't know what that is, but shows that the term is about 100 years old. Wow. What? So I guess Eskimos used to share ladies. Wow. Good for them. Mm. Um, okay. What? Is, <laughs> we haven't even gotten to... Any, Eskimo oh. couples often had co-spousal arrangements in which each partner had sexual relations with the other spouse. Wow. So there you go. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right. I also heard that I read this article on sleeping habits. Okay. And did you know that it wasn't until the 1800s that we all, like, families slept in their own beds. There used to be communal beds. I did read that. That's how they did that. And it wasn't until... Like, this religious idea of, like, being with your family, and that's my wife, and whatever, before oh, we kept it. I thought it, it was still familial. And, no, it would be, like, a community bed, where you would be even with multiple families that, like, were in one sleeping... None of that makes sense. That doesn't make sense to me either, but... I could understand if everyone had their own bed. And then also, it said <laughs> that sleeping used to be done... And before we had electricity and artificial light, we were done in two sleeping blocks yeah, with that, a few hours in between. I could get on board with that. Me too. <laughs> Phase one. And, 
And then you have a break and do some fun stuff. Well, it makes sense because your REM cycles are usually about three to four hours long anyway. And what? And it's not good to wake up in the middle of one. And a six-hour sleep session can wake some people up in the middle of one. Those mm. kind of people need a seven or eight-hour sleep. Yeah. And it makes more sense that we would do them in two. I don't understand what it has to do with electricity. I don't know. There was something about having artificial light um, pushed how our bedtime back and back further because you were able to work longer hours. So with that, it pushed the time like that you went to bed, and it just made those two become one hmm. sleep session. Right. I get that. Yeah, I thought that was like... Yeah, because you have weird sleep habits. And I always wake up at like a point in the middle of the night... Where I, like, could do so. I feel like I should take two sleep things. I'm sure a lot of people have this. My husband has um, sleep where you, like, go crazy. No. Oh. What's that called? What, Um, night terrors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, like, um, maybe three months ago, I think I told you about it, he was in a sleep cycle, totally asleep. Uh Uh-huh. And he jumps on top of me in the middle of the night and starts violently shaking me. Oh my god! And this wasn't the first time that he's had a terror, but it was the first time that I was involved. Yeah. And it was the scariest thing, maybe, you know, in the last ten years of my life, because. Oh my god! You I would think, think it was somebody else attacking me. I you knew don't think it your was him. That's lucky. But I didn't know how I was going to get it to stop, <gasps> and that's what scared me. It was like. What if he doesn't wake up and he starts murdering me? You know? Oh my God, what a terrifying thought. It was. You just have to keep all sharp objects away from him in the middle of the night. Right? No (laughs) weaponry in the bedroom. I mean, because a lot, but a lot of people have um, weird sleep situations and they, you know, whether it's from apnea or. Yep. I don't know how my husband, how he deals with me. Sometimes when I know he needs a full night's sleep, I'll just sleep in another bedroom. That is so weird. Because he'll wake up and I'm... What wakes you up? Sitting straight up, but like bent over like a pretzel. It's just, I do weird shit in the middle of the night. I don't know. That's weird because when we travel together, you've never done anything weird. Really? Are you just a heavy sleeper? Because I'll usually take up, like, I make my presence known (laughs) in a bed. No. My mom, never, I was Sarah. never a kid who slept in my mom's bedroom because she was like, get out. <laughs> no, nobody can sleep with you. I think you were, you didn't do anything weird because you have this thing like where you don't want to upset me. Oh, that's true. So I, you I probably was like, probably... real, I'm like, I, I, I don't want to ruin her sleep. So I'm going to be real. That's <laughs> so funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. You probably didn't sleep the whole month we were in Brazil. <laughs> Like, I really don't want to disrupt her sleep because then she won't like me anymore. Then I'll have to find another best friend and I just don't have that kind of time. Because <laughs> I remember I would go to sleep early and you would stay up and like do your doobie stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe the doobies help though. Or that... hurt. Because <laughs> I also hear, I, I, I recently found out that you're, you can't start REM cycle until your brain is like unstoned. And that's why alcohol, when you drink at night, you can't hit REM cycle until your brain is, like, not drunk. And that's why you wake up, and sometimes after drinking, you feel, like, worse than it. Your brain doesn't really go to bed. It's almost in, like, a weird half-sleep 
mm. where you're not really getting that full, I don't know, whatever their alpha wave or I don't know, sleep because you have to first be not fucked up and then your brain's like, okay, now I can put myself to bed. Okay. So what is it then when people are blackout drunk? What is that? What's your brain doing there? I have no idea. Really? Uh, you know what? Until I went, until the cut, no, not cutthroat, the fresh, I can remember when I learned that phrase, the fresh meat to challenge. I was always under the impression that blackout drunk meant you literally blackout, like you fall over, like oh. like you pass out, like you just, like how somebody blacks out. In any other scenario. Sure. I did not know it meant you are awake, but you can't remember what happened. Because you know, you've never had that. A fucking rule follower. Yeah, in a I've square never had all that. Through. But I did have it when I had a heavy night of drinking on the challenge, and I woke up and I went, wait a sec, why is my hair wet? And I didn't remember taking a shower. And somebody was like, oh, you blacked out. And I went, ding, ding, ding. That's what blacking out means. When you just, you're, you're. What else did you do that memory. night? All right. Who else did you do? I definitely had sex that night. But I used a condom, so I How remember do you that know? part. I know because I remember asking, I remember searching the house to find an individual to get one from. And I found it. This guy, Luke, was like, I got one. He pulls out like 40. Who's Luke? Exactly. Right. <laughs> Is he from the challenge? Yeah, he was on one challenge. What was his original show? Fresh Meat. He was oh a Fresh Meat god. guy. Oh my god, okay. Oh, you know what? No, he was on two. He was on two. He was on Cutthroat, too, in that. Boy, you've met a lot of randos in Rowan, your day. Yeah. You have two, though. <laughs> no, mine are all regular. Like, once you... You know what? You're right. They you know? did start becoming a little... More. Like, who's this guy? And then yeah. and now it's Are You the One and all these other shows that they're introducing. Uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. like, who are you? Mm-hmm. It used to be a straight path. On another show, when we talk about Are You the One people or whatever, I have remind me to tell the story of what the guy Adam did in Vegas. Like, the first story that he tells me. Because I've decided on here. <laughs> I have been on so many challenges. Yeah. Ten years of challenges. Yeah. I've heard so many stories and had to listen to so many people's stories and them oversharing everything. Yep. And none of the stories ever make it on the air. Yep. But I've got just volumes of them in my head. And guess what? I'm feeling real chatty. You know what? That is a really good point because there are some tales. Tales. Like this one about Adam and what he did on the hotel room floor of the Las Vegas casino is I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, I'm going to have to share this with people. Do you know the story about Veronica and the tampon? No, but I can't wait to hear it. We'll have to do that another time. Yes. But these stories are like legendary and they're not ever put on the show because they have nothing to do with anything. Right. And. Oh my God. What? This just makes me think we have to write them all down. Yeah. And how about the the times where buses have left without people? (laughs) Those stories are so good. And none of those make them on the air because they don't want those to go on the air. Right. When they don't care for us. Yes. It's so good. Oh, I have to write this down. Uh, While you're writing that down, um, did you get the email that. I sent you about StoryWorth. Uh, I sure did, and my mom is happily filling it out. 
I'm so excited. So let me just tell you a little bit about who these are. These guys are called Storyworth. And when Susie sent me this email, uh, it was right after I had the memorial service for my grandmother who just passed away. And the idea of holding on to your family memories or like what is your what kind of memories are you going to pass down and what stories are going to be remembered all of a sudden became so important to me. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. So tell them about the service. Well, the way that it works is you can choose a family member, a loved one, in Sarah's case, her mom, which would be a great Mother's Day gift too. <gasps> oh, um, yes. Or Father's Day is coming up as well. And they get email prompts throughout the year to tell their story and, and the service asks questions that maybe you're didn't think to ask or you're embarrassed to ask or whatever and it's just like what was it like growing up or what was it like when you went did you go to prom or who was your first boyfriend or whatever it is and then that person that you care about answers the question or they can choose you know a different one mm-hmm. and at the end of the year they're compiled into a book that's like a keepsake great. that's filled with information that you probably would never have thought to ask or found out otherwise and I just think it's a really nice gift because if you're anything like me, like I never know what to get my folks. And so this is something for them and for me and my son. And, and I, think I just it's cool. think, uh, think about the age and the, the place in life, the people who usually, who I think these stories are really designed for, mm-hmm. are often grandparents who have some free time on their hands, who really want to share their stories with their grandchildren and they don't really get the opportunity to do it. You know, it might not be like, I don't have the time to sit down and ask my mom all these questions and write down all the answers and get all, but she has time to sit down at her computer and write out a thoughtful message. And I love that they're all going to be put in a book. Yeah. I want to add pictures to it. Well, and book. my parents don't really, they're not technologically savvy, so you can also record the answer via phone, which is That's nice. so cool. If you want to go to storyworth.com slash brain candy, you can get $20 off the subscription, which is really nice. It's a really nice gift, and um, but you can find out about people you care about, which is cool. I oh, just wish I could go back a year in time and have my grandma do it. Me too, because that lady has stories. She sure did. So, storyworth.com slash brain candy for $20 off. And um, whenever we have ours, we'll show you a picture of it. Yeah. My mom's already happily filling out her answers. The That's first cool. question I sent her was, what was your mom like growing up? Oh, did you choose the question? Yeah, you can go in. So whoever you send them to, you can go well, in I and didn't... you can... They can pick. Uh, they can say, oh, I don't want to answer that one. But it'll give you an order of the ones that you want to oh, ask him in. Well, I got it for Adam because uh-huh. I oh, wanted cool. him to give it to Lincoln. Yes. That. But I didn't realize that. That's cool that you can choose yeah. as the asker. Uh-huh. Whatever. That's neat. Amen. Um, okay, so... What do you want to talk about? Because I have things if you don't have something. Oh, tell me what you've got. Well, um, for one, I have been watching a lot of comedy specials on Netflix. Oh, me and too. And I was wondering if you've heard anything. Like, There's been a little bit of backlash about the Chappelle specials, Dave Chappelle. Uh-huh. 
And also, I watched the first. I watched like half of the. Did you watch the Texas one or the one where he talks about Bill Cosby? The one he talks about Bill Cosby. Okay, I think. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And that he was starts the first it out. One. He talks. How does he start it off? It was kind of controversial. Like he st- he talked about a time where he got in trouble for saying something on stage. Okay. That but this was been... after Doobie, so I barely remember. I mean, Probably I figured the only way to too. watch Dave for Chappelle is, oh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said he one. smoked too. <laughs> yeah, that he smoked too much pot before he went on stage. Yes. Okay. Well, so people feel the think pieces. You know how it is. Anything mm-hmm. that comes out, then there's all these think pieces about. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that they feel like almost like he's too famous and he's out of touch and he is behind because he made some like what people consider to be lazy jokes about like transgender people and uh-huh. like Bruce Jenner. Uh-huh. And I do think that his jokes for Dave Chappelle were kind of lazy. You think? Like not before the jokes were so relatable and so Okay, you know what? Remember when the woman who wrote Eat Pray Love did the TED Talk mm-hmm. about how how do you follow up Yeah. your greatest work, yes. your life's work? Yes. Dave Chappelle's comedy special that he did was phenomenal. It's one of the best comedies, like the original one that everybody loves. I can't even remember what it's called. I don't know. I, and Have I, you fact, seen that one? I am not sure. Oh, you! it's the one where he talks about Oscar the Grouch no. and Sesame Street and how like it's no wonder we shit on homeless people because look at how we treated Oscar the Grouch. Get it together, Grouch. Get a job, Grouch. <laughs> no. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so that was, I mean, quotable. I can quote almost the whole thing. Okay, I'll watch it. And I think it's very difficult. I think people are can't help but compare it to the old one. Mm-hmm. And it's not as good as the old one. Well, so a lot of what people are complaining about is, like, in the, this is true for the Louis C.K. special that just came out as well, mm-hmm. which is called 2017, and they they don't like the inappropriate stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this question and this debate, like Jerry Seinfeld always talks about how he won't go to universities mm-hmm. anymore and mm-hmm. how comedy isn't designed to be a safe space and it's not, you can't be triggered it's like nothing is off limits that is the nature and the essence of and importance of comedy and but some people think that you can be funny without doing those bits and that they're outdated and like what if you did bits about um i think ellen does it and i even think jerry seinfeld does it doesn't do things that are oh that are well, and but that Jerry being mad about it shows that some people think he is controversial, and that if you're too sensitive and you think everyone has to be appropriate all the time, including comedians, then it kills yeah, comedy. It and I it agree does. with I that. I totally agree with that too. And a lot of people liked Trump for that reason. That he wasn't appropriate. That mm-hmm. he was saying what we all think or whatever. You know, I'm just yeah parroting what was said but i do think there's a thread of truth to that that Mm -hmm. 
everything's so appropriate all the time that it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so where's the line? Yeah. For me, the mm. line is, is that joke funny or not? Yeah. If your rape joke is funny, fine. It's probably not. Mm-hmm. But if it is funny, I will laugh. Yep. And in fact, Chappelle did the joke about the superhero that... I heard that. That rapes, but... And you know what? When he did it, I was okay with it. Because you thought it was funny. Yes, I did. Yeah. And then the way... And it's almost like he was doing it to make a point. There was some... you know, And he did the same thing with his joke about how old is 13 really... That he did a ways back where he said, like, talks about if a 13-year-old can go to jail for killing his sister in a wrestling, like, pretend wrestling, and he's an adult, then can't a 13-year-old say, no, I would like to not have my face peed on by R. Kelly? Like, you know, <laughs> how come she's a child and when she's a child, but then he's an adult and gets tried as an adult? And I was like, fuck, that's, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like in one scenario, you're a well, child when you're the victim, but you're not a child when you're the perpetrator, even though it was a childish act and it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, dang, that, that was a good point. Yeah. And it so was you funny. feel like that's what he's trying to do still. Yeah. I think, and I think, I think that that is what comedy does. And that's why Jerry Seinfeld is probably so mad, is because when you're able to present an issue from another perspective through comedy, it makes it more approachable. It makes it more... Mm-hmm. Like and it gets can, people thinking and Yes, because it did make me think. It was like, oh, okay, well, dang, that's a good point. Well, wouldn't you argue that they're children in both scenarios? Like, why are we yes, trying children course, as adults? that's exactly in? the point. Yeah. Is that they're children in both scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. Because the joke, that's why it's like, that's like the whole punt is because you're like, of course she shouldn't be peed on, like, you know, <laughs> and of course he shouldn't go to jail for that. I mean, I found his Bill Cosby rape jokes really funny because the Bill Cosby thing is bonky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause he talks about how he raped like 54 women or something during that time and how oh my God. He just, he referred to him as like the such and such of raping. I forget what it was. It was like, you know, the... Grandmaster, yeah, <laughs> and and it's just how he put in like four hundred hours of rape. <laughs> oh, it, it's so screwed up, but it is uh-huh. also true. Uh-huh. And are I there think, any jokes that you get offended by that that make you feel uncomfortable? Where you're just like, oh god, only if it's not funny. Yeah, that's it's not it. funny. Yeah. That's the only thing where I was like, you can that was tell dumb. the intention behind a joke when it's done with hatred or malicious intent. Well, people <clears throat> got really angry when, so in the Chappelle special, do you remember through your stupor, whether he, <laughs> whenever he said that like gay folks and transgender folks should pace themselves on the civil rights because. Oh, I did not hear that. He talked about how, they got they got the ability to get married, mm-hmm. and then now it's like the bathroom thing, and they mm-hmm. they're just moving too fast. He's like, <laughs> black people, sixty years ago couldn't even vote or whatever, like, and we're still getting killed by cops. Like he was saying, you gotta like pace yourself, and 
there are people that argue that that's what happened with the Trump thing is that people feel like everything's changing too fast. Mm. And so he was kind of speaking to that. Mm -hmm. But then progressives and liberals got really mad and were like, Oh, God. You know, civil rights shouldn't be postponed or delayed just because someone's uncomfortable. I I don't know. I just find the conversation to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, when it's... It just... Comedy is comedy. Yeah. It should be... That should be the safe place. It should be safe to be funny and be... You know, you don't have to freaking watch it. You don't know, You know? <laughs> turn it off. Yeah. The same way... You don't. You don't have to read. What's that terrible blog that Breitbart? Bright Breitbart blog. It's like a news New. outlet, but yeah. outlet, whatever. <laughs> I'm not reading it. Or Infowars or whatever. Yeah. Go ahead and read that, but I'm not. Going Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Well, changing the subject, um, I wanted to know if you are into, like, you know how you are into different things online than I am? Uh, yes. You could tell by who we follow on Twitter. <laughs> right, but I feel like there are some overlap. Yeah. And so I'm sure you're into this. This is so you. What? But I, I can't wait for you. I love those videos where, like, a kid, a blind kid sees for the first time. Or... <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. The ones where the babies, are, no, where they get the cochlear implants and then they hear their mom's voice. Stop. I can't. I, I'm Suze, obsessed. I cannot not cry. I know. It's so beautiful. It's the, it's the best. It feels like you're there <laughs> for like the biggest moment of their life. Right. And I know like that cochlear implant thing is um kind of controversial cuz some some uh hearing impaired folks don't want don't feel like it's a negative. Like they feel like this is how I am and like that's hard for me to understand. You know what? Uh-oh. No. Sarah's changing her no. mind. No, I I just that 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 is really fascinating that I get that that some people say that they don't want to. Yeah. They prefer wow. themselves as they are, and so like then there's these people that are like, no, 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 I want to, I want to be a hearing person. And anyway, but whenever I see those videos, and it feels like a part of, I mean, it is a part of their world has just been opened up. If I found out there was a sixth sense mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that everyone else had <gasps> and I didn't, and I could get it, I would be thrilled. Right. So I think it's such a cool technological advancement yes. that folks who can't hear and then did you see the baby that got her glasses on the that's been making around this past week oh, i haven't but now i'm gonna have to she, what does she do well they're just like at a burger place but they put her little pink glasses on her oh for the God, first time adorable. and at first she's like you know get these things off me and then she looks through them and she's like just gobsmacked wow. that the voices she hears, she can now see the faces of them clearly. Yeah. Her mom and dad or whatever. 
And it's just a beautiful thing. Oh, my gosh. I'll include um, one that I just saw recently in the newsletter. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, it's on our website, thebraincandypodcast.com. But I, this is the <sighs> grandpa sees color for the first time in his life. So, oh, hey, that's really cool that these glasses that they've invented and took them long enough, it seems like a real easy one yeah. for people who are colorblind. <laughs> that cor- corrects it. It took them long enough, she said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, colorblind, I'm really fascinated with colorblindness. Uh, the NFL, uh, on Thursday nights, they, they started games on Thursday, probably to drive up profit and more money and blah 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 but uh on thursday nights the teams wear different uniforms they're called like uh, color flash uniforms or whatever but they just started doing this i want to say two years ago or so and the first year that they did this with the new colors they made a mistake in choosing the colors of the teams because there were two teams that went up against each other where if you were colorblind you saw everybody wearing the same uniform. Oh. It was like red and green. That's usually the what, Christmas colors mixed, are the worst. So they mixed up. And then pretty much everybody watching Thursday Night Football that was colorblind and men, it's a big percentage of men that are colorblind, were like, I have no idea who's, who, what team this is and what. So this year they met with uh, optometrists and people who specialized in colorblindness and they made... All the uniforms and all the matching of the games. That's cool. Friendly for those individuals. Well, the, it, I can see why because it is such a big deal. And like this guy, because you don't really think of colorblindness as that big of a deal, and indeed it's not. I mean, they they can get by and they can see most colors, but but yeah, but that's like if I said, "Hey, Suze, how about you just like decide to lose three colors? Like, totally. let's just like." Take out a color. Which one do you want to go? Yeah. That would be impossible to even be like, okay, God, what do I... You Because you feel like you're missing out on, you know, so... Yeah, so when I saw the video to... and the the way that he wept and like... Oh. It was so moving to me. And just how you feel like you've got... He's an older guy and he probably thinks, my whole life I didn't see everything there was to see. But let's get deep about it because... Yeah, let's. I mean, well, I kind of feel like most people live that way by choice about certain things. Like... Blind to it? Quote, blind, quote, to, blind to... Yeah, like to topics and information and... Uh-huh. Oh. I've When you freaking told me... When was that about the... Were we even on the air when you told me about how what whales eat those big whales oh i don't think we were on the air we were talking about blue whales or yeah. whatever and i was like what the Humpback heck do-? whales and they she said they were the biggest whales and the biggest things in the world and i was like what the heck do those guys eat and sarah was like plankton and krill and i'm like what are you talking about and she was like yeah their teeth are like street sweeper <laughs> like brooms and they just like sift in seaweed all day long I for real felt like the guy in the colorblind video. <laughs> like, I was like, what? This opened up a whole new thing for me. Uh-huh. I can't quit thinking about it. I keep telling everyone. <laughs> I've pulled up pictures of it. I'm like, do you know what he eats? Plankton. Want to know how? <laughs> That's so funny because I can see you getting, you know, this is why we're friends. 
It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what our listeners share as well. Is the, they want to learn and know and keep expanding that universe. Well, this reminds me. I was <laughs> I get so frustrated uh, with a lot of things my husband does. But mostly <laughs> uh, about six months ago, maybe a year ago. Because I always... I'm subscribed to news feeds and blogs and things like that where when there are groundbreaking advancements in the world of science oh, yeah. and things like technology, I get updates that'll say, hey, look at this awesome thing we did. So I, about a year ago, got the new, the letter that came out that said, uh, you know, researchers, I think it was at Stanford, have been able to use uh, remote mind control where they hook up hook people up to uh what are they called encephalographs or like those things where they they put the little um the little nodes on your brain on the the cap the little electro cap and it measures like brain waves and stuff and they're able to use electrostimulation and one person's thoughts controlled another man's arm on the other side of campus so one guy thought raise your right hand raise your right hand raise your right hand he just thought it really hard and then the really guy hard. across campus raised, like, without controlling his arm, raised his arm. Like, completely unconscious. Like, he, I told Landon about this. And I'm like, can you believe it? I'm, like, freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. And he's like, oh, oh. And then he gets all like, oh, I don't know what the big deal is. I'm like, you don't think that's cool? And he's like, well, I just don't get as excited as you do about this stuff. Flash forward to last week. We're watching Vice News, mm -hmm. and they have this whole thing about how, like, there's they're able to use the same technology to help people who are paralyzed walk because the thoughts they can control their own thoughts and then their own legs and stimulate their own legs to move based on the thought, and it works. And we're able to take a paralyzed monkey and make a monkey who's been paralyzed from the waist down walk. And he's like, "Can you believe this stuff?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes." I believed it a year ago when I was telling you about this. When you told me that this wasn't interesting. And now it's on Vice News and now it's interesting. I was like, I give up. What percentage? Of, I give up. What, what percentage of your life would you say you're outraged? 80%. <laughs> I, I mean, no wonder he can't keep up. He, you're right. And every... Oh, Poor that's guy. so funny. But it, that is a huge deal. Can you imagine? Huge. I mean, because Vice News much. just came out about, the, did a whole thing, how that same technology, I mean, they were able to make a man who had a diving accident, he dove into, which, oh my God, people listening, if you teach your children anything when you take them to the beach, don't worry about them drowning. A lifeguard will save him. It, worst case scenario. But you know what you do need to tell him? Do not dive in shallow water. I don't care how deep you think it is. Do not dive. On, that is like the biggest lesson to teach your children at the or adults too. Teen people drinking. Don't dive in shallow water. You will be paralyzed. I can't even tell you how many stories I hear about that. But you well, know why? Why are people doing that? They, oh my God, I don't know. I think it's like they, they think that, you know, they do those because oceans well, I'm not are, sure I know they what vary they're doing. in depth. So an ocean can have a deep trough and then yeah. a very shallow, they, most ocean bottoms are not level. Yeah. So there'll be a place where there'll be a sandbar 
and they'll think they're knee deep in water and they'll go and dive and they will, oh my God, I can't even think about it. It makes me like. Yeah, that's horrifying. <sighs> so this unfortunate man who this unfortunately happened to when he was in his late teens, he was the first person to get this brain computer where they attach essentially like a computer to his brain and now he goes in and he thinks about doing these things with his hand for a certain amount of hours and the computer remembers the thoughts and what those thoughts and how they stimulate certain muscles and now he can do things like screw in a light bulb he can That's hold really a pen cool. it he will be able to be self-sufficient where normally he would, be, I mean, the care for an individual like that would cost a lot of money over a lifetime. And think about if you're able to implant them with a computer where they can then be self-sufficient and care for themselves. That is, that has economic benefits and personal benefits. It's, it's so fucking science, man. <laughs> you know what else is, um, I forget what you said. I was going to do a really good segue. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys about, you know, my favorite uh, face wash, BioClarity. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I don't know who among you has not tried it yet because I get a lot of tweets and stuff, but I know you're out there. And so if you have not tried it, I want you to go to BioClarity.com and use code BRAINCANDY to get your first month of this natural, soothing, three-step face wash for $9.95, it's $20 off plus free shipping, and they guarantee it. So you can try it out, see what you think, see if it works for your skin. The only sad thing is all the Canadians are sad because they don't ship mm. to Canada yet. But uh, if you're in America, yeah. <laughs> then you should definitely try it. It's done really good things for my skin, and um, it feels non-abrasive. I and love it. I love it too. Mm. I need more. I need to tell them. Send some my way, please. Yeah, man. It's the least they could do. Was... I knew, like, that time of the month was coming, so I treatmented up the area. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a pre. Get out of here. You know, getting I'm ready. try that. Before. Yeah. Thought I could maybe beat them. Calm before the storm. Yeah, right? Because, you know. Bioclarity.com. I'm sure the Easter candy of your son's I'm stealing oh my God. isn't helping. My... Sarah just ripped into his basket. She was like, thanks, well... Link. Bye. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was going to, like, just steal some. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I wonder if he's, like, the kind of kid that counts. He's not, right? No. Okay, I'm totally stealing some. <laughs> I'm yeah. PMSing. Are you? Yeah. And well, either that or I'm pregnant, so we don't know yet. Stop teasing me with I that. I don't know. It's probably just PMS. I mean... But, you know, we're going to be trying, so... I'm going to be crazy it's too much when, when you... I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, those hormones. Or what am I going to be... What if I'm, like, super calm and mellow, and it, like, mellows me out? <laughs> no chance. It's not possible. It's not possible. No. You're going to be so cryy. Oh, my God, am gonna I going to be cryy. <laughs> cryy. Forget it. Um... Okay, what else did I want to talk to you about? Oh, I saw a documentary. What? I mentioned it to you briefly. It's called Magicians, and it's on Netflix. And I had watched the David Blaine documentary, which was also good, but to it was a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. That one was about the tricks and the illusion and, mm. you know, the actual act and performance of it. This documentary was more of a traditional documentary about these four different 
magicians and their careers. And the life of? The life of mm-hmm. and what it's like to be a, a magician. For most of them, it's quite lonely. I was just going to say that. Because, you know... And you, they're all dudes. Well, we that's the thing I mentioned to you before. Like, I had never thought about why aren't there very many female... I don't know one, but I'm sure there are some. I female magicians. Oh, yeah. You're right. And this... One part of the documentary that was really good was about this guy. His name is John Anderson. And at the time, he seems to look different now. He's all like kind of handsome and trimmed up now. But at the time, he was kind of sloppy and whatever. They are all. I don't want to say all. I don't want magicians to be offended. (laughs) Yeah, hashtag not all magicians. (laughs) And he was getting married to this woman. And at the wedding, they, they documented it. And... They kept like subtitling it because she would say it quietly, but she would be like, I'm really scared. And he'd be like, it's going to be fine. And she's like, "Um, I'm really nervous. And he'd be like, about what? And she's like, to be married. And this is at their wedding. And it felt like cringy, but I thought, well. Oh. And then she left him. (gasps) Spoiler alert on that one. But I mean, that was really compelling. It's usually a good, I mean, not a good sign. Like if you're. The day of being like, yo, I want to like. Because on one hand, people say this whole thing about cold everyone feet. gets cold feet, but hers was different. Uh, I, I don't think cold feet is is like. Did you ever get that? No, me neither. No, I mean, I mean, there was that one get moment of like, this it's is really forever, <laughs> and this is, but that yeah, was but way before important. I got married. And it I was think... like um, two months before of like. Wow, this, I my life a, is going to be different. And a that natural a, yeah. and and really important thought to have. Because it is supposed to be forever, and it is a big commitment. Yeah. But to be like, ugh. And so he said that he had to go away for two months because he had to go on the road to mm-hmm. pay the bills, and that was like the deterioration of their relationship. Mm. But I just think it's really interesting to see real people trying hustling yeah. Trying to live that their passion and then the different sides of the coin. On one hand, you have these uber successful guys make millions doing what they love, whether it's a magician or musician, performer, whatever. But then you have 90% who are just like paycheck to paycheck just because they're trying to do what yeah. they love. What do you think about that concept of follow your dream you know this uh-huh. new it's a very new idea of like you should find fulfillment in your work it used to be like you shovel coal all day you come Dang. home ain't that the truth so what do you think about this I, new you know what i think that i think that's the trick i think that that's important i mean what that, is that is that falls in line with my uh like the theoretical model that i think best fits is one that where you need to find the soul, the individual's purpose. And you have to find that thing that is fulfilling and that is so your passion. So you don't think, like, because back in my dad's and grandfather's mm-hmm. and whatever day, you got a job mm-hmm. and you stayed with that job for 40 years and you paid for your family and you put food on the table and you got a pension. Mm-hmm. This idea that work is to fulfill you is a new thing. Mm-hmm. But you think it's good. Mm-hmm. I really do. So you think... I think if your goal is happiness. Well, but why is that our goal? 
because I, well, this really goes this there. This is deep because you have to think what model have we been using for past generations, and it's been before. It's been a disease model where we look at anything and we look at the problems. We look at you know we we very rarely focus. We focus on cures. We focus on ways to fix problems. We focus on you know if there's a problem in somebody's mental health or if there's a problem in somebody's. We we rarely look at how do we make it the best? Like, how do we find happiness? How do we find, and I think that's what we need to be focusing on is we need to be focusing on what makes us happy. And then you ask, okay, well, if that's what you want, if, if, okay, let's think about what makes us happy. If what makes us happy is security and consistency, then that individual who is going to work the same job for 40 years will be very happy and get that pension will be very happy doing that. But then you have the individuals who it's like not a one size fits all thing. There are people who are really happy, you know, just working side gigs for forever and doing more of like that gig kind of style. Cause they need something that changes all the time. And that's what they're happy doing. And they would be miserable. Can you imagine my mother in a nine to five job working the same job for the rest of her life? She would, she would forget it. Yeah. I mean, in a way I'm playing devil's advocate yeah. because I think it's clear from my career path that <laughs> I believe in this <laughs> yeah. for myself and that my whole life has been trying to avoid a cubicle. Right. But I sometimes question it because it's just, a, it's such a privileged ideology. I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it is though, because I think about the individuals that I've met traveling where, and maybe this is just because they, you know, but I, the, one of the happiest women I ever met in my whole entire life was this little Thai woman named Miss Kwan who taught at Miss Kwan's <laughs> cooking school. You're ridiculous. And she had her little cooking school and it was so much fun and she was the happiest woman I've ever seen and she just made it and oh and she had a great story she worked in one of the uh fanciest restaurants in Bangkok and it wasn't a Thai restaurant it was like a French restaurant or something and she was a chef like she did really well and worked in these great restaurants and she was not happy Mm -hmm. She was not happy cooking food for people where there, she didn't have put her soul, heart and soul into it. And so she left the big restaurants in Bangkok and came out to a teeny tiny island right off of Koh Phi Phi in Thailand. And now, I mean, this island d didn't have cars. It's so, you have to get to it by boat and there are only three little hostels that you can stay in. And she teaches a, at a little cooking school there and just like, and like, you can tell she's happy. Yeah. And oh my God. And her, it's, it was like the most adorable. And she, her, her father, not her father, her husband was telling me the story about her, about, and he was so proud of her. And she was like the head of household. He, she ran the cooking school. He was like, whatever you, I'll do it. And she was following her passion. And I think that they did not come from 
money. I swear one day. What? Like when, let's say our show's over and like you don't want to do it anymore and we quit the Brain Candy podcast, you're going to come to me and you're going to be like, guess what? I made all that shit up. <laughs> I swear. You know what? I'm going to post a photo of Miss Kwan, me and Miss Kwan at Miss Kwan's cooking school. It's, you know, this, uh, when I went to this cooking school was when I got kicked off I remember. the challenge yeah, I remember. and I was on my backpacking around Thailand tour to, to waste some time. And then MTV did an article about how who's really having the most fun. And it was pictures of my trek through <laughs> Thailand Ms. after Kwan. getting kicked off. Okay. So, yeah. But like when I, I think about my dad. Yeah. So he was a, a Port Authority bus driver in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and if what the hell would he do if he was like, I'm going to quit this union mm-hmm. job, I have five kids, but you know what, I'm going to follow my bliss, mm-hmm. and then was like, I don't know what his bliss would have been, but like, whatever that looked like. Yeah. Come on. You have to have, you got to have some bliss. Well, true, but you to... also got to be responsible. I mean, you a got hundred... kids. Because a lot of people are like, I'm going to quit and do this other thing. You know what I don't think is fair? What? I mean, I, I've... And I, you don't hear this story often, but I've heard about like the moms who just walk away from their family and are like... Yeah, I actually hear it more than you'd think. Uh-huh. And I just... And they're like, I... It ruins their, the kids' lives. It, it truly does. I've never heard of a time no. where the kids were like, yeah, that's fine. No. But I worry that I think that that is from a life of not ever recognizing what your own bliss is and what your own passions are, and you've ignored them for so long. Well, this is a thing that something that women do a goes lot, to the extreme, which is they their identity gets engulfed by whether it's family, like kids and a husband, and. In so doing, they lose mm-hmm. their identity, everything. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes they end up like breaking. <sighs> uh, what's the word? Having a break yeah. down, and they just abandon it all rather than along the way managing it in yes. a healthy way. Totally. And I think that's what happens. Totally. It's so sad. Yep. Um. All right. Well, I think that's all for today. Find what you're passionate about, people. No, don't. Yes, do it. Keep driving the bus. <laughs> No, I Ask think a yourself, balance. What makes me the happiest? As with all things, do I do more. think it's about a balance. A balance. Responsibility yes. and joy. And don't dive in the shower. Um, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and please leave us a five star review. It makes us so happy. Yay. And uh, tune in next week for more. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.